Welcome back to Ziglet's Zany Murder Mania, a group improv storytelling podcast led by A. Elliot Lee. Last time on Ziglet's Zany Murder Mania, our contestants watched our very first kill screening. Afterwards, they were all given an opportunity to explore the island. Bloke and Bass went up the mountain to go on a little picnic. Dickie and Cal went to the library to do some studying up. And Isoto, Nil, and Leggy went to the VCS to see what goods the store had to offer. However, Bloke and Bass did a little bit of conversing and scheming. And we will see how all of that scheming shapes up today on Ziggler's Zany Murder Mania. Episode 4, Big Boy vs. Big Boy. Toe, Iso, Nil, and Leggy are wrapping up their pleasant conversation in the VCS. Nil and Leggy are about to head out, and Toe and Iso are scoping out the ice creams in the freezer. And meanwhile, outside, Bloke and Bass kind of approach, and they see that inside the VCS, Iso, Toe, Leggy, and Nil are all there. So Bloke goes, Bass, um... Can you lean down for a moment? I I need to tell you something. Uh, uh, so it looks like disguise selfing as Toe probably isn't the move. Uh, I think I'll go with Cal. So Leggy and Nil are standing next to each other, but Nil sees it all while Leggy sees absolutely nothing. Leggy's busy uh, trying to figure out how to Snapchat it all again. <laughs> it's those extra two feet. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, like, dash back. Like, I, like, get away, right? That's uh, what's happening right now. Is that <laughs> we're under, we, are, we are fucking under attack. We Wait, so not a lot attack. has happened yet, but, okay, so Nil wants to walk back and, like, not leave. I want to, I, I just want to, I want to get away from wherever Bass third is. Can you believe me if I told you this whole time I didn't realize it was a pun on CBS? I could only think of VCR. I was thinking of VCR. This oh, I've always seen it as like an abbreviation of voice chat. Wait, why are we all running away from Bass? What's what's up? Why is everyone? I don't know. Nil just said Nil wants to dash back, so that's all that's going well, on. I don't want to get killed. Yeah, no, he's just standing outside. He's just approaching the VCS. I want to end up like anywhere that's kind of in like a corner <laughs> vibe, like is what I would like. Nil sees Bass and very quickly rushes um, around the little kind of stands of fruits and stuff until they are cowering like in front of the freezers, but behind kind of like the stands <laughs> of fruits. I can't imagine Nil cowering. <laughs> and they also have their sword drawn. <laughs> Meanwhile, Bass and Cal tumble through the doors of the VCS before stopping, standing up, and making awkward eye contact with you all for a split second. Then Cal pulls out a tiny dart and quickly stabs it into... Cal? Cal's here. Um, Cal pulls out a tiny dart and quickly stabs it into Bass's side. Almost at the same time, Bass gives Cal a pat on the back that nearly sends him reeling. And they pause for a second after that and everyone's just kind of eye mouth eye. And then suddenly you see a film of glowing blue flash up of Cal's legs spreading over his body until it forms an armor of glowing blue runes and patterns before fading out of sight. Then Cal runs forward and he's going to hurl three rays of fire at Nil. And the first one... (laughs) Um, So the first one kind of goes careening off the side of the freezer instead. Um, And you see the food inside of the freezer suddenly get very cooked. Like maybe... Too cooked. Too cooked. Maybe burnt. 
Well done. Very well done. However, the second and the third ones hit Nils squarely in the chest, and although they're wearing this sort of armor, you can see that the flames kind of dash across it and <laughs> get to parts of their skin, and they do a little wincing. It's bloke disguised as Cal. Wait! Um, so Cal's not I'm here. So fucking stupid, obviously. <laughs> um, hello, well. So this is bloke, right? And which one is bloke? Is he like a little boy? <laughs> He's a pretty small. Yeah. <laughs> Those are words that describe him, yeah. Like, I know the smarter thing to do would be to leave, but like I know that Neil wants to fuck up this little boy because they're not happy. Um... So I am just going to, like, attack him with my great sword first. So Nil kind of recovers from um, the fire and pulls out their great sword and rushes towards Cal and just brings it down um, onto his shoulder, kind of. And you can see Cal kind of stumble back in pain. And then I want to move towards the entrance to the okay. so You move 30 feet back, so let's say that you end up kind of where um, you were before. You are now very close to Bass and not Cal, but um, you are nearer to the entrance. Meanwhile, Cal and Dicky have just been having a very nice time heading towards the library, and they're prepping to read some books. Cal's bad at maps. He can walk around New York City because it's all in grids, but like any other exactly. place he's lost... And Dickie gets a nine. The theater is quite far from the library, so it makes sense that he gets a nine. There's a lot of wood in between, so he kind of... He's he's not great at reading the map, and he's a little too self-confident, so he takes maybe one wrong fork in the forest. But let's say Cal takes the map at some point. Cal snaps and goes, give me that, and he just kind of snatches it out of Dickie's hands because he's a terrible, terrible man. Oh, okay. I thought that the B was a one. It is, in fact, a nat 20. <laughs> Cal makes a beeline for the library. He got so annoyed that he suddenly gained the power to read maps. <laughs> you get to the library. It's a little unassuming from the outside. As most libraries are. And you walk in, and it is also unassuming on the inside. It looks kind of like... <laughs> a shitty public school library. Um, it's only one floor. Cal kind of like sniffs in disdain. Like he's he's not thrilled about this. He's used to the elaborate libraries at Tom Prince. Everything is made out of that kind of yellowy lower school wood. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. There's like a few rows of shelves and in between the rows of shelves, there are these long desks with- They have like stupid plushies on each uh-huh, of the shelves. So cute. Yeah. They, they have that. They have, like, Jimmy recommends. <laughs> and then Beginner's Guide to Murder Aww. and things like that. And Jimmy cried by reading and things like that. Cal t- kind of takes a second glance at that one and then and then he, he decides against it because it will be, like, the second book he's ever read that doesn't relate to business or the economy. And he doesn't really What's want that What's the first book that he's ever read that's not related to business or economy? It would have had to have been a children's book. It would have had to have been before he decided that he would like to be business. The Hat and the Cat. The Hat and the Cat. It's about more. No, that's not what I was thinking. It was actually a children's book about the digestive system of a cat. Hmm. Then if you dig into it, you'll find that the author was really into boar. No. (laughs) Yes, I'm the DM. Oh, God. I hate the world that you've created. (laughs) And... Um, in the back, you can see a little desk and a Jimmy at the desk. Oh, good. And there's a sign that says, like, 
You don't really have to check out books. Take them. Knowledge is free. Is this Jimmy wearing a cardigan and glasses yes. with like the little yeah. the like glasses, glasses retainers? Yeah. It looks like a Jimmy doing a Gertrude Robinson TMA cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> hey Jimmy. Hello. Here for some knowledge? Yes, I'm hungry for knowledge. Well, oh. it's an all-you-can-eat buffet. Oh, how wonderful. Oh, I'm so glad to find academics like me in the middle of the woods. Oh, yes, this is quite literally in the middle of the woods. Oh. Take a good gander at all of these books. Oh, I shall oh. gander. Wow. The fallen trees among their living brethren. That's so oh. good. Wow. Very impressive, very impressive. Um, do you know where I may perhaps find some, I don't know, some some advanced books? I see. I seem to only find uh, rom-com books. Oh, yes, they're, they're in the back part of the library. All right. Cal, do you want to head over there or do you want to do some perusing of your own? I'm looking for something specific. Uh, do you think I can help you? Or maybe maybe Jimmy over there. He seems Hello. to... He, okay. he, he, he knows the Mui uh, Mesimal system pretty well. I'm a little library man. Kel kind of like just, just kind of slides a little closer to the desk and in like a hushed tone that Dickie can like very clearly hear because they're the only people in the library. He says, do you have any books on... He looks left and he looks right. And then he looks back at Jimmy and he goes, pipe murder. Oh, yes. The pipe murder section is um, the row right before the advanced big brain book section. So you'll find it over there to the left. All right. Let's head over there. Um, I see that you have taken interest in pipes. I don't know if there are good ones at home. You can always hey, Jimmy, and yell for a pipe. Oh, wonderful. I was thinking that we could find pipes together. We could pipe it up together. All right. And meanwhile, back at the VCS, Iso takes a moment to actually go, hey, Jimmy. And Jimmy goes, hello. And Iso goes, hi, I'm going to guess that Nil is Cal's target. We can't like jump out a window. You, you could. You could. That is, there are lots of windows, but. Um, <laughs> I'm going to rage. Yeah. Yeah. Leggy sees these windows. They're just too far away for her like little her long but little dwarf legs to carry her. <laughs> and <laughs> she feels a sense of just anger boiling up. Can I run over towards the windows? Like, towards the direction? Yeah, sure. With this newfound energy, um, you see, like, you just kind of sprint across the VCS towards the windows. All right, so next up, um, Cal kind of readies a hand at Nil, who is just standing, like, three feet away from him. And... You can see energy start to form in his hand, and he kind of just pushes it forward, and the energy kind of comes streaking out and at Nil, but Nil manages to dodge right in time, and it goes behind them and hits a shelf of foods instead. Bath is going to try to grapple Nil, like restrain them and stop them from moving. Big boy versus big boy. Yeah, let's big boy it up in here. Bass kind of hurls himself on top of Nil and <laughs> pins Nil to the ground. Meanwhile, Toe kind of is looking at the cow very closely, and you can kind of see that, like, if you stare at him for a long time, the edges of the top of his head are kind of blurry, almost shifting around a little too late as he runs around, like, and there's a more solid form of him that is 
considerably shorter than the cal form that is visible. As cal throws um, the bolt of energy towards Nil and it misses, you kind of see him falter a little and stumble a little, and you see a glimpse of curly, dark hair, and you realize that this cow could indeed be Bloke, um, putting on a disguised self. I think Toe's gonna follow Iso's lead. Hey, Daddy. Hello. <laughs> um, I think that Bloke's, uh, target is now? Iso, Toe, thanks for your- Hey, Jimmies! Both are incorrect. You have two more tries, or you will get penalized. And then he disappears. I am just going to try, I'm just going to try and hit Bass with my greatsword again. Or, not again, but hit him with my greatsword. As Nil is being grappled, they actually manage to wrap their hand around their greatsword and just give Bass a little bap. Um, that cuts into Bass's side. Um, Bass is not wearing anything, so... It easily kind of slices into his flesh. Holy shit. Oh my god. That sword sure is great. No it Iso's gonna fucking book it. Um she's going to try to slip behind Bloke and leave. He is going to pull out a short sword from his business boy oh. attire and swing it at Iso. And it misses. Iso narrowly makes it out and she motions for Toe to follow her. I have a javelin that I can throw 30 feet. Okay. And since I'm now 25 feet away, I'm going to throw it towards Nil and Bass. Oh, okay. Don't hit me. I'm very angry throwing my javelin. <laughs> Does it just skewer them both? Yeah, well, they're right next to each other, so it just goes... Leggy's javelin just kind of skewers both Bass and Nil. Um, it creates this very nasty gash on Bass's arm and then goes down and kind of lodges its tip into Nil's arm as well. It is not a pleasant sight. Oof, you're killing me, Smalls. Okay, man. <sighs> and meanwhile, Bloke, disguised as Cal, not Cal, um, he's gonna use his short sword to um, maneuver it around Bass and stab Nil a little bit. Oh boy. I want to take the reaction, BT Dub. So that's hellish rebuke. Woohoo. Because according to the official D&D rules, it only takes one hand to grapple someone. Bass has two hands. <laughs> Bass has two hands, one for grappling, one for wielding his warhammer one-handed to try and smash Nil uh, in the face. Oh, no! So Bass kind of pins Nil down more with one of his arms, removes his other hand, grabs his warhammer, and just smashes Nil's face with it. Um, there's a nasty crunching sound. And Bass, as you lift your Warhammer up, you can also kind of feel Nil stop struggling underneath you, and you see that they have fallen unconscious. All right, baby! Meanwhile, Cal and Dickie are still in the library. They walk to the big brain. No, 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 wait, hold on. You're not the DM. You don't get to decide what my character does. Cal follows Dickie. Dickie walks to the big brain aisle, so Cal also does. Yeah. Um... No, Cal, Cal's doing it, the one over. Cal is specifically looking for pipe murder. Okay, um, but, um, so, like, they're, like, looking through, they're, like, on opposite sides of, yeah, like, the bookshelf. Cause and I think Dickie pulls out aisle. a book, and Cal pulls out a book adjacent, and they can see each other through the bookshelf, <laughs> and they have, like, an awkward moment of eye contact. And then Dickie is like, hey. Hey, Cal. Yes? I think... Maybe 
I don't have to whisper because there's no one else in the library. So I will not whisper anymore. All right. <laughs> I have, uh, I need your help. Will, will you help me? I think we could strike up a deal. All right, I, I need to show you something that it has been troubling me. I received uh, an, a correspondence on my phone the other day. And Cal turns bright red because he checks his phone and he's sent an email to Dickie from his computer that's just a keyboard smash from when he fell asleep on his laptop. Dickie pulls out his phone and he shows it to Cal and Cal sees that it's not the keyboard smash. And kind of huffs a sigh of relief, but then he's also like not exactly paying attention to the conversation because he's trying to think about how he can delete that before Dickie sees it. Dickie hands him the phone. He's like, please read this. Cal reads the first line, looks up at Dickie. Does he hand it? Hold on, let's be clear. Does he hand it to him through the bookshelf? Yeah, through the bookshelf, through the hole in the bookshelf. Cal looks at Dickie through the, the gap in the bookshelf and goes, what's Snapchat? I honestly have no clue. Okay. This true? Yes. I, I, I trust you enough to tell you that, yes, uh, my target is bloke, but I have no clue as to how he found out. Well, I mean, that's stupid. Uh, you shouldn't have told me. I'm so okay. I'm not going to do anything, but it was still stupid. I am so sorry. I just thought that, you know, we were friends and I haven't had many friends in my life. And I thought that I could tr- trust you. Can I trust you? I was unable to make awkward through the bookshelf eye contact, but he kind of says, yeah. Um, um, okay. Well, I am so grateful. Thank you for keeping this uh, secret, but what what do I do about this? It sounds like Bloke is afraid. Interesting. Um, yeah, I, I mean... I don't know what these little faces in the message are. I, I don't know what they mean. They seem to have different emotions. I, there are hands, but they're pointing to each other. I don't understand. I thought you usually pointed something else. You don't you don't point out uh, each hand. Are they don't finger them. guns? Is he threatening you? Is he going to shoot me? Do you think he has a gun? We should be careful. I, I, yes. Um, oh goodness. Oh goodness. Um, yes, yeah, so I, I need to draft a response. Mm. And all the while they're actually like, like Cal has like one hand in the hole, like, yeah, they're they're both they're both staring at the screen in the center of the bookshelf. So, do you want to help me draft a response? Cal is very suspicious of Bloke. I mean, look at the man; he's got scheme in his eyes. He's got scheme in his eyes. What can you do? You can't do anything besides be suspicious about it. So, so Cal Cal is kind of viewing this email as like. Like, okay, I guess technically, like, Bloke could help, but in the end, like, Dickie's job is to kill Bloke. So mm-hmm. he says, listen, this is 
Well, it's not against the rules, but it is a little underhanded. So maybe you should get back at him for that. Um, how do you suggest? Do you think I should pretend to work with him? How good are you at lying? Oh, goodness, let me check. <laughs> oh, goodness, let me check. I'm decent. Cal's suspicion for Dickie has now gone from, like, it was at a solid 17% after that good inside check earlier, and it's jumped up to a 20 now, just so you're aware. To 20%? 20%, yeah. Okay. Not 20 out of 20. I think Cal also knows that Dickie's a little stupid because he kind of just told him who his target was. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cal is well aware, but, like, a little part of him is going, that's so incredibly idiotic that what if he just, like, made up this email and, like, like, like half of Cal is 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 probably, like, really just wanting to kind of trust Dickie on this one, and the other half of Cal is, like, running wild paranoid theories. Um, oh Cal did not sign up for this. Business is very cutthroat, and Cal has never known somebody who didn't double-cross him at least once. Aww. He's a business major, don't awe. He's double-crossed, <laughs> like, at least twice as many people. Cal says, well... I could draft the email for you. Oh, oh, I mean, if you think, sure, I think you're better at the uh, corresponding, not too good at these interactions. So you have so much experience as a business boy, man, businessman. Apologies. Calculators at him through the crack in the bookshelf. Meanwhile, Nil has just fallen unconscious and everyone is just kind of looking. <laughs> I was just watching this all go down. So she's just kinda like, <laughs> look, she sees Iso get attacked. Did Iso make Iso it out? Iso made it out. Iso's fine. I think that Toe is gonna do the, try the same thing and try to get it get out. Coward, help me! <laughs> no. Let's say Toe Toe gets out. Bloke is not gonna take an opportunity to attack against you. Meanwhile, um, Leggy kind of pulls out a little vial of mysterious-looking liquid from her jean jacket pocket. Um, and nears Nil, and she says, "Nil." Even though Nil is unconscious, I'm gonna help you out. I'm gonna use this potion. Thank you. Is Bass still grappling Nil at this point? Yeah, once he sees the light leave Nil's eyes, he's going to let go. <laughs> so as Bass kind of backs off, Leggy tilts Nil's head up slightly and just dribbles a bit of the potion into their mouth. Um, nothing really seems to happen. If anything, you kind of see Nil's complexion get a little less saturated. Like, they are looking... A little worse for wear. I think they may be beyond saving. Not Cal is going to just edge a little closer to the door. He's going to take his Warhammer two-handed, because he's no longer restraining Nil, and just try and hit Leggy with it. So Bass just kind of gets up and goes ham on Leggy um, with his Warhammer twice. It looks like it hurts a lot, yeah. Leggy, it is your turn. You just got warhammered. Yeah, I think I'm gonna retaliate. I'm a little angry, and I'm still in a rage, so... I'm gonna pull out my dwarven thrower. So Leggy pulls out her other weapon and just throws it at Bass. It is a very nice throw. It kind of bonks him on the head a little. So he wobbles slightly, but he doesn't really seem to take any damage. Let's see. Not Cal does nothing on his turn. It is Bass's turn. Dumb ass. Bass yells at him. <laughs> Stop complaining and do something. 
I'm gonna try to hit Leggy with the Warhammer again. We roll a death save, baby. Come on. Papa needs a new pair of shoes. <laughs> oh no. Wait, so I I have three failures. That's it. Meanwhile, quietly, um, Nil passes away. Back at the library, Cal and Dickie are drafting an email. Cal very much like types it and drafts it like a normal email. And I think he's God, I can't decide if he's like so set in his ways that he has to like draft it like the way that he writes his emails <laughs> and then Dickie has to take it and make it sound more like Dickie or if he's like sneaky enough. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to say he's sneaky enough that he is going to try and emulate Dickie's style of writing. Um, I don't remember how you wrote your email. <laughs> the wiki how, how to write a business email was about receiving a shipment of, <laughs> of damaged snakes from some exotic pet oh, website. <laughs> Damage. What happened to them? Why are they well, they were concerned? dead. They were dead. But in the example, it was like, please send replacement snakes. But the please was spelled PLZ. So Cal looked at the example and he said, I don't want any replacement snakes. I better make that clear. Yeah, and Cal is, is writing, <laughs> still in the gap in the bookshelf, and just kind of glancing over at Dickie for for some confirmation every few every few words. I, I think I think we can keep it short and sweet. Just be like. I uh um I will be in cahoots with you. I spelled it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in cahoots with you. I'll canonically um, cannot spell cahoots. Please keep your eye peeled for further <laughs> communication. Hal adds at the end we can definitely both benefit from this arrangement. At the end, just sign off with, you know, classic Dickie. Goodbye. I think, I think Cal hands the phone back to Dickie and says, mm-hmm. well, you know, emails are always genuine with a true signature. I feel like Cal doesn't really know what quid pro quo means. And what would he say I, from this? Um, from, from this quid pro quo. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Your new friend, Dickie. Cal nods and says, that should cover you. The email has been sent, and he's like, oh, thank you, thank you, my friend. Um, do you need any help with anything? I'm up to help. I'm a friend, like I've said before. Hell's suspicion here goes up to about a 21%, because Dickie just keeps saying, I'm your friend, I'm your friend, over and over again. And he's just had too many bad experiences. So, Cal says, I've been looking at the map, and... I think this is correct. There are water fountains scattered all over the island. Mm, to quench the thirst, yes. To quench the thirst. Well, I was thinking of using them. You know. In what way? For, for, for murder. Looks for left murder. And looks <laughs> right. And then he looks in the gap between the bookshelf and he goes, for murder. Oh, how unexpected. Well, yeah, expected on a murder island, but unexpected for me because creative. You're a creative lad, my friend. No, 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 no. Okay, no, not creative. Okay, I, I'm sorry. Not at all. How dare you? I, I truly apologize. I've uh, very serious and businesslike. 
of you to think of that. Cal crosses his arms. I don't know if that's below the height of the bookshelf crack, but he crosses his <laughs> arms. It's very important. Dickie's like, ah, oh, well, that's very intelligent. Um, how can I help? Well, I'm looking for a book on pipe murder. A book on... Uh, all right, well, um, I'll just... Uh, is it okay if I come into <laughs> that aisle? Yeah. Dickie puts his book back into the shelf. Does Dickie wait for Cal to pull out a book and specifically pull out the book opposite? <laughs> he just needed a private space away from the zero other people in the library. <laughs> he just wanted a window into Cal's eyes. Yeah, he just wanted to make eye contact with the man. Because like he said, you have beautiful orbs. Cal's not good at eye contact. Well, Dickie loves his orbs. Back at the VCS, Nil has just passed away. They might get resurrected. Yeah, at midnight, though. Nil is definitely going to get resurrected because the damage done upon them was also by multiple people. So Yeah, it wouldn't oh, well. So, but until midnight, they're just vibing. Can Lakey try and dash out the door? I think you pass Bass. So Bass kind of takes a swing at her as she runs past and it hits her in the shoulder. Oh, lordy. Lakey runs to the door, um, but you cannot open it. It is jammed shut. What the fuck do we enter? As Leggy struggles with the door, um, not Cal kind of shifts farther away. From Leggy, who is at the door, so he's gonna dash further inside the store. How did Co and Iso get out of here? Well, um, and then Leggy, it is your turn. It's so ominous! <laughs> How we- Okay, yeah, I will yeah. look at the door. There is, um... A lot of fucking soil just piled up against the base of the door that is kind of blocking it. Can I kick the soil out of the way? Um, it's on the other side, but you kind of throw your weight against the door and you can see the soil kind of being shifted I'm as you push run it open. out. Before Leggy can even get a few steps out the door, Bass comes rushing up behind her and delivers two blows of his warhammer um, to her head and she falls to the floor unconscious. And... And Bass, you can kind of see that, like, the soil is starting to cover up um, Leggy's unconscious body. You know how people talk about beating a dead horse? This is like the... Yeah, Bass beats a dead-ish Leggy. He hits her unconscious body with his warhammer again. <laughs> yeah, Bass just, like, punches. <laughs> it's like the same action that he did to uh, Bloke. So Bass casts aside his warhammer and just starts punching Leggy. Um, there was a brief moment when Leggy kind of, you can see her summon what little life is left in her and her eyes flicker open, but Bass lands a punch to her face and she just gets knocked out cold again. Can the soil just like take me over so he can't hit me anymore? And after a couple more punches, Leggy's body falls completely still. You see um, pinpricks of blue light flicker at Leggy's fingertips, um, the top of Leggy's head and her toes. Um, so Bass kind of stops punching at that point. You, you know you know she's dead. Um, the light expands into thin lines that start running down Leggy's body until they meet each other and start to expand into glittering blue fields that surround Leggy's corpse. Um, within 10 seconds, a hologram coffin has formed around Leggy, and as you watch, it slowly sinks into the ground until Leggy is gone. Bloke kind of ends his disguise self and is like, wow, okay, that went well. Yeah, I, I was not expecting 
that to go as well. It's, I mean, I was obviously, but uh, good work. Yeah. Hopefully that gets ranked highly. I mean, oh right, fuck. I mean, it was it was fun either way. Yeah, yeah. Um, shall we go picnic? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey Jimmy, do you have any hand sanitizer? <laughs> we can bring our picnic. Hello. Yes, sure. I imagine at this moment Bass is fucking covered in blood. Like, <laughs> Bloke also only has like four hit points right now. So he's barely clinging to life. <laughs> they make their way further up the mountain. It's maybe like a good eight minute walk from the VCS where they get to the tip of the mountain. And there is like a good, nice clearing spot on the top where um, they can set down their picnicking stuff. And Bloke kind of takes his pink konkin, which is slightly singed at the edges. He pulls out like all the foods he got from the cafeteria. And then he's like, hey, Jimmy. And then a Jimmy appears and he says, um, could we have like a picnic blanket? Maybe, hmm, uh, do you have any patterns that you are a fan of? Uh, pink? Yeah, can, can we have like a pink, um, blanket thing with maybe like, maybe just like checkered, like white and pink. I feel like that would look nice. Okay. Um, and the Jimmy's like, sure, here you go. And then a pink blanket appears in midair and drops onto the ground. And Bloke sits down cross-legged and he starts to get his little foods out. His little foods. Yeah, I don't remember if Bass has a bag. If he doesn't, he does now. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a, a little... God, it's probably some le- a leather satchel or some shit. Mm-hmm. And he starts pulling out just too many sandwiches because they just grab wow. a bunch of stuff like yeah <laughs> so it's like bagels and like mm-hmm. a creamed cheese do you still have an appetite after all that fighting or uh i'd, I'd say more of one after yeah. i don't know yeah i i'm feeling pretty drained so <laughs> hopefully this will <laughs> Mr. Bloke three hit points. <laughs> kind of barely here right now, but hopefully this will help. Um, and then he he definitely got like a boba, and he takes um, his little matcha milk tea, and then he takes a straw and punctures it and starts sipping on the boba. And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, wow! I'm so surprised I'm not unconscious. That worked out surprisingly well. Thank you. How do you, how do you feel about?" Um, have, having uh, your first death. So I'll be rating the kill very highly tomorrow at the the screening. Um, oh, thanks. Yeah, and you have no fear about rating it highly or whatever, because everyone, it, unless you find some really good way to crop yourself out. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, what what's the fucking point of it's anonymous, right? That first person well, must have... Well, the point about it being anonymous is that people don't know you have a resurrection. Otherwise, people might plan ahead and be like, oh, I need to kill this person two times. I can make the first time not count, and I can make the second time count. You know? It's not like I'm going to die even once. So. Yeah, that's fair. I mean... She's like, I hope, I hope I, not. I feel like Yeah, Bloke leans back a little on the picnic blanket and he pauses for a second and then looks over and says, So, 
a bass. Do you, um, do you have anyone waiting back at home, or? Uh, um, bass is, I think he, like, stops getting out sandwiches for a moment, and then sort of starts unwrapping an orange, and then goes, God, I hope not. You, you hope not? What, what do you mean? So Bass is, <laughs> he makes a decision, uh, and then he goes, hey, uh, Jimmy. Hello. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can we have a second? Uh, away uh, from of the course. Cameras. Oh, oh, all right. Um, good luck, boys. Uh, just let me know whenever you're ready, and I'll come right back. <laughs> Your face. It's like you're possessed. Uh, the Jimmy disappears. Bass goes, <laughs> Uh, r right, right, uh, thank you to no one. Um, and he sort of tries to smooth out the picnic blanket. Yeah, Bloke is very flushed, uh. <laughs> Unsuccessfully, I might add. Um, but he's sort of trying to put everything in order. Um, it's, it's actually weird. It's a weird vibe because on the way up here, he was very, like, happy talking about killing Leggy and everything. But at this point, he's... It's somber, which is, like, weird. Um, and he goes, Okay. But you cannot tell anyone. I promise. You promise? I promise. <laughs> Alright. So, there was this guy. His name was Eric. Um, we met sort of back when uh, I was being trained by my dad. Uh, you know, I used to do all sorts of hero things, and we would have this class where other people in the palace would come and learn from him. He's basically the best fighter I know. Um, oh. There were always, like, kids who would, you know, come in, do a couple lessons, then, you know, because they were weenies, think it was too hard and drop out. Uh, I think Toe was one of them, actually. Mm. Um, huh. Just for a couple months. I, I guess I never really talked to her that much. She was the princess and everything, but... Eric was one of those kids. Uh, he was a year younger than I was. He was the kid of some diplomatic advisor to the king or something. I guess I never really noticed him, so he might have been in that class for, like, months. Um, but the first time I noticed him was when he beat me in a fight. Oh. Um, yeah, because... Beat you? <laughs> I know, I know. But, I mean, no one had ever done it before, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, except for my dad. But that doesn't count, because my dad's, like amazing um but i don't know we were doing a drill of like pull-ons and he just slipped under my god and knocked me down completely you're you're so large how how did he <laughs> i mean he said he said that it worked against me he was honestly really smart i guess he was just like yeah like you're top heavy um you know you can't just smash your way through everything you have to have some strategy to it and he was right. Um, there was this thing about him. He's, I don't know, even my dad is, I guess, a little afraid when he looks at me, you know, because I'm, I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm kind of tall. Uh, uh. <laughs> and, you know, uh, large. Mm. But, I don't know, Eric wasn't that big, but he was strong and powerful. And when he looked at me, he wasn't afraid of me. He was just confident. 
just mm-hmm. sort of happy to win. And so afterwards, uh, I asked him if he would train me. I asked him if we could meet up in the courtyard that night and do a little bit of practicing outside of class. And I wanted to figure out how to beat him. And he said yes. Um, and we met in the courtyard to fight again. And I got knocked down again. <laughs> but it was awesome. It it didn't feel like losing, really. It felt like mm-hmm. like... Like a game, except, you know, it's just like like dancing. There's no winner oh. or loser in, in dancing. You just sort of make something, right? Uh-huh. So it became kind of a tradition. We did it more and more. I mean, I beat him within the week, but he was a really good sparring partner. Um, and so we would just, you know, meet in the courtyard after dinner, try out some new techniques we learned in class or... Just fight, <laughs> no holds barred, do whatever we wanted. Um, we sort of began to get better than the other kids in the class. And I guess over time it became kind of a secret, I guess. Mm. I mean, we never talked about it. We didn't talk much. You know how the people were like, you don't have to talk about anything. You can just like, they just know what's up. Yeah. That's what Eric was like. He was mm. just like, you know, a cool guy. And so we sort of became better than the other kids in our class and we became like rivals in public I guess Mm. you know we you know one of us would be at the top of the class then the next one would be the next week you know we really thought that nobody knew about us practicing at night and we kind of liked pretending to be enemies in public you know trading little insults that sort of thing Mm -hmm. it was fun I guess I I mean I enjoyed it I don't know how Eric felt about it but I mean, we just sort of understood that it was how the way things were. You know, after a while, he became more of a friend than just like a sparring partner, you know? When we had to do battle theory readings in the library, ugh, he would, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I don't know why my dad thinks it's so important, but he would, you know, read with me and then just fall asleep with his head on my knee. That was nice. And then there was one day when we decided to go for this run in the palace woods and we got so lost that we Mm -hmm. came back the next day and there was a whole search party for us. Oh my God. (laughs) My dad, (laughs) my dad gave me an earful for that one. Mm. Um, But I guess seeing him made me happy. Yeah. You know, the way that, the way that winning a contest makes you happy or slaying a werewolf makes you happy. Like, Mm -hmm. like getting a prize, right? When you see him, when I saw him, like, laugh at one of my jokes or smile, like, that was what it felt like. And that all kind of changed one night. Um, we were caught practicing in the uh, courtyard. Some squire's son was peeping through the doors, and, you know, he ran away, but Eric and I chased him down, uh, obviously. Uh, we told him that if he told anyone, then you know, could kiss some of his body parts goodbye. You know, he was frightened out of his mind, and he said he wouldn't breathe a word. But uh-huh. we we didn't tell him that we just sort of didn't want people to know why we were so much better than everyone else in the class. Um, and not, you know, nothing bad, right? But, like, why would you, why, why would you get in trouble for just practicing? I mean, because my dad has very specific regimens for, like, what's the best things to eat, what's the best things to practice, what are the best exercises to do. Mm -hmm. And he really 
I mean, he generally didn't like it when I was going outside of the rules. Okay, that, um, that makes sense. Yeah. Strict guy. I mean, but it's just in our best interests. He just wants to make he just wants to make sure that we're, you know, doing the best we can. We really shouldn't have been doing it. Uh, I'm not sure whether it really helped us in the long run. Mm. It didn't help Eric, but oh, it was it it was stupid of us to hide it. I should have just talked to my dad about it and asked if he could give us some tips. Give us, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure he would have been fine with it. But I kind of liked doing something that you know he didn't know about entirely, mm-hmm. just because you know he. A little bit of teenage rebellion? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I, my brother, that was more my brother's sort of wheelhouse, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I guess I've dabbled in teenage yeah, rebellion. Oh, bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> the next morning, word had gotten out. King Toe gave me two fatherly pats on the back during breakfast and then uh-huh. made Eric and I sit down next to him, which oh. is weird because usually I'd sit with my dad, who was mm-hmm. like still further down the table, and the whole time he was just sort of glaring at us as we tried to make awkward conversation <laughs> with King Toe and his husband, and I really didn't know what was going on, but afterwards my dad took, his, took me into his office uh, and said that... There was a rumor going around that Eric and I were dating. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, right? Were, were you? No, obviously. Okay. Like, okay. Uh, of, of course not. Okay. Right? Yeah, you're just, just, yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, I told him, right? I told him that. I was like, mm. no, of course we're not. But he reminded me about tenant number 134, and he sort of said that. What, what, what's tenant? What, what What is that? Have you have you not read The Price Tenants? No, I think that might be a Price family thing. I mean, they're in the public domain. They're free and available. <laughs> they have a creative uncommons. They have a creative uncommons license. I mean, actually, and he looks at Bloke a little bit and he goes, that makes sense. Um, but number 134 is... Bloodline is paramount, so each price produces a new heir, a son, ideally, uh, who carries on the bloodline. So, so basically, you can't marry anyone who isn't a woman if you're a price. But, like, what if you married someone who wasn't a woman and then had a child through, like, magical means? Doesn't that still carry on the bloodline? I mean, that's another one of them. I... God... I memorized them all in a song, but I don't remember all the... It's 18. 18. Don't trust magic users. No Uh, offense. (laughs) But... uh, Yeah. Mm. You know, with something like making a whole child, my... That's valid. My dad was always like, oh, wizards, you know, you can't trust them. They're always doing something behind the scenes. He doesn't like things that he doesn't understand. Especially magic. And Mm. so... I mean, the current system has worked for centuries. It's... There's what, 12, 13 generations of prices, depending on whether you count an investment banker right at the beginning. But I, you know, I can't be the one that breaks the price line. That'd be ridiculous. Like, I'm the best hero we've had in generations. So... But uh, you wouldn't be breaking it anyway because you weren't dating, right? 
Right, I wasn't. It was just, just, just a thought. Just what he said to me. Okay. Um, just I, I don't know why he was so insistent about it, but that was the conversation. So he said that I had to stop associating with Eric. Um, so he set me up with one of the courtier's daughters, and he asked me for a favor. Mm-hmm. Like. So he's really smart, so he guessed that nobody would just believe we hadn't been dating and hiding it from everyone. And so he said I had to talk to Eric in public and say something that would let everyone around us know that our friendship or whatever else was over. <laughs> I I really didn't want to do it, but... That's really fucked up of him to do. I mean... He knew it, it It was fucked up of me to hide it for so long and get us into that mess in the first place. It was really the only way to undo what I'd done, I guess. Mm. I... My dad was really proud of me when I said I'd do it. I said I'd do it the next day. Um, so I headed to the courtyard that evening, as usual, kind of hoping that Eric wouldn't be there, honestly, because I didn't know what I was going to say to him. Um, apparently, his dad was all for the two of us getting together. He, he offered him $100 to find out my secret weakness. Oh, um, you have none. <laughs> I mean, I don't, but that's why he didn't take the money. I, I guess I just, I still thought it was pretty funny. Um... But we didn't exactly fight. It was Eric's idea, right? We were, we were talking about how stupid it was. Everyone thought we were dating. And we figured that we might... I, I mean... So everyone else clearly believed it. So maybe we should make sure... Like, we want, of course. Mm-hmm. Like, right? But just in case. And then he sort of, like, put his hand on my shoulder. And then he reached up. And he, uh, he, he like, he kissed you? Yes. Meanwhile, Dickie is helping Cal look for books on pipe murder. All right, well, um, number 628.9 should take you to the pipe section. But for specifically murder, I would probably, um kind of go past the one that's encyclopedia of pipes, um, the value of getting piped, and then go to 686.6125, and that should take you to the multiple various ways of murdering with pipes. Al looks a little impressed. This might be the first time we've ever seen him look a little impressed, despite, you know, the roller coaster murder. But he does look a little impressed that somebody knows his way around the, what did you call it? The Mui Mesimal system? Okay. Yeah, that. Um, yeah, I, I guess I guess they, they walk a little bit down the, the the aisle and they get there. Do they reach for the book at the same time? I think they do, and their hands brush. And then Cal pulls back and he's like, oh. I'm so sorry. Um, but And he takes out the book and he goes, hey, here it is. All right. And, and Cal's kind of thumbing through the pages and... Uh, he sees, you know, brutal sounds of extended pipe murder. He sees uh, <laughs> plumbing accidents. And he, he gets to the part about water pressure. Water mm. pressure is something that Cal does not know a lot about. 
Um, he definitely has not taken any fluid dynamics and he knows about like market pressure, maybe. <laughs> uh, but something. that's something, but he's, okay. he's, he's really, I think probably struggling to draw the line here between uh, graphs and spreadsheets and dollars and whatever the hell is happening in this diagram where part of the pipe is just like, kind of uh, bulging a little bit. And it, it really, to, to any normal person, it would probably look like the pipe was going to explode in a very dangerous way. Um, but Cal looks mm -hmm. a little bit confused because there are no numbers and no like weird red lines that go up for a little bit and then down for a little bit and then back up again. <laughs> As all business graphs do, they look exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, exactly every line. single one. <laughs> Listen, if it's not going up at the end, Cal doesn't want to look at it. Cal's fear is a chart that goes down and just down. Oh, what if the chart going down is like number of business competitors over time? I think that it might take him a little bit to actually read the axis. He's so used to the <laughs> chart being overcome like fear, one like thing, just time and money. And so to have... <laughs> To have the Axis read anything besides money is a little bit jarring, and it'll take him a little bit to figure it out, but it's not as scary. It's not as scary. Okay. It's like out of the corner of your eye when you think you see a large bug, and then it turns out to just be like dust or something. So, Cal looks a little bit confused. A little bit more confused than he, he usually does. Well, um, are you learning anything new? And he's, he's standing a respectful, like, five feet distance because I feel like Cal shuffles away once he gets the book. He definitely does. Cal, Cal is all about uh, a distancing. Social distancing is very, very important. He's been stuck on the same page for uh, a little longer than he probably should have been. Like there's more on the next page. He just hasn't turned it yet. And he, he, he looks like he keeps jumping back to the beginning and rereading it again. And Dickie's like, uh, maybe if I take a peek at it. Kyle shuffles a little closer and just goes, Dickie, there are no numbers. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. There are no, no oh, I can see why this is uh, proving a little difficult then. Um, uh, maybe if I, if you give me the book, I can try to figure out I'm uh, a words man after all. Kyle looks a little miffed that he, he has to uh, concede that he can't figure this out, but he begrudgingly hands the book over to Dickie and then shuffles back kind of like out of his radius. It's specifically shuffling too. He's not walking normally. I want to make that clear. <laughs> what were you stuck on? What word were you? I, I am only well-versed in singular words. I have trouble putting them together. Well, I think it's one concept, but it is two words. Okay, I, I can try to tackle it. It might be difficult. Water pressure? Well, uh, the definition of water is, you know, the bond between uh, two hydrogen atoms and an oxygen atom, and um, it's a fluid that is an essential nutrient to a human's body. Um, I think Cal's eyes start glazing over as soon as you say atom. And it is something that you may find naturally. Um, it is something that you may create under very specific conditions. <laughs> In this world, you can create water um, if you have spells. You can create water. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were talking about with your body. Well, actually, and also during the, um, you know, cellular respiration process, one of the waste products of a human cell is uh, H2O. So, um, perhaps you can create. Out. 
Cal's completely stuck out. You throw in too much chemistry and biology, and he's like, "Absolutely pressure." Well, pressure is when there's a lot of things concentrated in one place. So I'm assuming that this diagram is explaining that there is a lot of water in one place. Okay, so it's not about constraints placed on trade by the level of demand in the market. No, well, uh, you see, this is—it's a pipe. Um, there is no market unless those little bacteria have, you know, set up their own stands and started selling. Uh, I don't know ribosomal DNA, but I doubt they would have. I don't know why he suddenly is very knowledgeable about biology. <laughs> All of a sudden, man, we really, we really thought that Cal was the STEM kid, but Dickie was the secret STEM kid all along. So. Um, yes, I think it's just one. You build up a lot of water in this one specific part, and then it'll eventually rupture um, and will explode, assuming um, you do it right, which is what this book is instructing you on how to do. Meanwhile, Bass and Bloke are still having a swell time at their picnic. But, like, we're wearing socks, so it's not like it was gay or anything. I'm wearing like socks. It- <laughs> uh, you are. So, so he kissed you, um, d- did you like it, or, uh... I... No, no, of course not. You know, because we weren't, like, it was, it was just, you know, it was just like... It's always good to make sure. Uh, yeah, of course, and, you know, that night we kind of made super sure, and he oh. asked me that morning, like if I'd felt anything, and I said no, and he said no. Um, and we agreed that it was probably better not to talk about it, but that maybe the next night we should make sure nothing had changed. It was... It wasn't... It wasn't gay. It, it was just gay? Yeah, it was fine. And so, in the end, uh, I went... To practice that day and my dad had scheduled a training drill on the field at the same time I think because he wanted as many people as possible to see me take down Eric and we were paired up for fighting that day it was it wasn't pole arm drills or anything it was just raw fisticuffs going at each other until someone called mercy uh, no holds barred and you know, we enjoyed a little bit of trash talk during a fight, you know, he mm-hmm. would, you know, make fun of my head, I would, like, make fun Your of his hair. haircut. My hair, like, he would always call it, like, princess hair, because it's, like, long and golden and it's that so sort of nice. thing. It's so nice. Thank you, I think it is. It, it, it <laughs> is quite nice, yes. But, you know, it was it was just back and forth, our usual banter, and then... I don't know. I regret saying it. I don't think I would have said it if it wasn't in a fight, but like sometimes I get so focused on winning that I sort of everything goes away. And I I may have implied that uh his father was right when he said he was a disappointment 10 times a day. And like I wouldn't have said that. Oh god. Outside of that the context but I'll never forget how his face looked right after I said it like he never wanted to see me ever again and then he just started wailing on me 
like with his teeth and his nails and I had to tap out I had to cry mercy and he just kept going and when my dad uh, separated us he gave me a pat on the shoulder and told me that I was a real price and I felt like shit I do you want to be a real price of course <laughs> I am I that am sounds so fucked up well you'd never understand but it's important to me okay <laughs> And so, you know, I thought that we would, we'd never talk again, and that made me really sad. And then I was pretty surprised when that night he pulled me behind a curtain after dinner, and I tried to apologize, but then I did not have time before I could not anymore. Ah. Um, and we never talked about it. We didn't talk after that, really, either. It just became, like, in public, <laughs> we fucking hated each other. We would still, you know, trade insults, maybe with a little bit more venom in them than before. Um, and then... I broke his nose once, actually. Oh. Um, got a little carried away, and I remember him glaring at me with his face dripping blood and just... I almost told him then that I was sorry, but he uh, punched me in the sternum and mm. I sort of realized that whatever was happening was not something we could talk about in public. And then in little hidden places in the palace, sometimes we would meet up and, you know, make out sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, just a little bit. Just a little. I don't know. It still sort of haunts me. Like, all of those little moments in the back of the armory or in his, like, the gods' quarters at night. Just, I don't know why. They just, like, hang around me all the time. At the same time, Iso and Toe have met up on the mountain path outside the VCS and are kind of just watching the carnage within go down. And Isa's like, okay, um, where do you want to go? I think I think we should leave. Yeah, I think that would be a, a smart idea. Um, maybe we should, like, check out the fun zone or something? Yeah, um, okay. And then they go down the mountain, and they walk to the fun zone. It is pretty much what they kind of started to see last night. The roller coaster wreckage is still there. Isa goes over to inspect it, I think. She's curious about it. I, I wonder where, like, Kamir's body is, but... I don't like that. Why did why did his body go but not the eyes? Where, why are they still hanging around? Like, but it's it's less eyes than he had. It's, it's just... That's true. So, it's not all yeah. of his eyes. He must have kept at least two. Yeah, I, I'm guessing they probably also fell out of their sockets, like, during the collision, That's I disgusting. think. Disgusting. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. So what do you want to do? Toe wants cotton candy. So Toe walks over and the Jimmy's like, hello, would you like some cotton candy? Yes, of course. Too I bad. Some... Oh. <laughs> Honey, you need to you need to get some tokens first. You know how oh. this works. Yeah. <laughs> right. Sorry. Token. Just a little just. Have fun. Okay. Um, and then the Jimmy waves you off. 
yeah, we need to get some tokens. And oh, okay. <laughs> can the picture of the tokens just be a, the picture of it's a toe's face with the token? That's exactly what they are. Yeah. Maybe test our strengths. Yeah, let's go. A Jimmy's standing there, and he hands you like a big hammer, and he's like, "Let it loose. Just hit that target and watch it soar." And then ISO goes. And it's very impressive. It's like, oh, wow, you're so strong. Thank you. Um, And then Jimmy hands her some tokens. <laughs> and then Toe stops and she's like, let's see how this goes. And she cracks her knuckles, takes the hammer. She goes ham on that thing. Ooh. Iso looks like very impressed, kind of a little miffed because she thought she did very well. And then <laughs> she was a little upstage. But she she does a little clap for you and it's like, nice job. And then you both get some tokens. Iso goes over and the Jimmy's like, ah, that's more like it. Um, and he takes two tokens and hands her a cotton candy and she kind of pockets the rest of the tokens for later. And then she's just kind of, I, I think she's just looking around. She's still not over the Kamir death thing, but she's like, God, I hate like walking every two steps and there's just kind of, Maybe we should go to like the beach or something. They got their cotton candy, so they take their cotton candy to the beach. And I think Iso just sits down near the water. What are your thoughts on this whole murder game? I thought that I would be here to make friends. And like, I think I'm making friends. I mean, you're my friend. Um, But I don't know. This murder game is just really weird. I don't know what's going to happen if I die. Yeah. I'm an only child. Can be rough. It would be rough because then there wouldn't be any heirs to the throne. And that would be. Yeah. 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 So you're counting on just winning and. I am counting on just winning. And I'm just counting on, you know, meeting people. Because I don't meet that many people. How about you? How do you feel about this? I don't know. I feel like I've, it's weird to say, I feel like I've become happier being here because it's just, I don't know. One, it's very beautiful here. And I've just kind of been, I've been couch hopping. I've been like living at my friends, like little apartments and places. But most of my friends are also just like college students. So they can't really afford a lot of, I don't know. And it's just like, I've... I don't know. I've gone to some fans' houses and stuff, but it's it's different being on this very nice island where you can just kind of do whatever. And I don't know. You're very nice, and it's it's good to meet people. So much stuff has happened, like the roller coaster murder, and now there's a fight going on. I'm just really confused. I don't know if one more thing happens today. I don't know what I'll do. Yeah, you'll you'll make freaking lose it. Like freaking lose it! Like I don't know. I've never felt this angry or scared. Cause why, I don't, why are you I'm, angry? I'm angry because people are killing each other, and for what? I'm kind of angry. <sighs> oh goodness, they can hear us, right? Who? The audience. The audience can. Um, My dad. Hey, hey, Jimmy. And then Jimmy appears, and um, he's like, "Hello, Iso." And then Iso's like. Could, could we have like a moment away from the cameras if, if possible? And then the Jimmy's like, sure, good luck, girls. And then he disappears. And I was like, yeah. Now, yeah. now you're good. I think, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 
I'm mad at my dad. Oh. I don't like this. I didn't think it would be like this. Well, what did you think it would be? I just thought it would be, you know, like classic, like dueling, fighting, um, not this free for all where there's like tricking people and like mischief and manipulation. I mean, I definitely feel like in the like the the fighting in the VCS, there definitely will be some like dueling and stuff, but it isn't honorable. You know, it's not. I don't know. It's it's more dark darker (laughs) and yeah i don't know i don't like all this trickery that's happening i don't i don't think that it's good to be caught off guard because that's not honorable that's not an honorable death it's not an honorable win either that's why i'm not going to kill anyone i don't think i haven't really thought about killing yet and it's like exerting so much effort, and for what? Like, wouldn't you also just be able to get through the game just trying not to die and not letting your target get gassed? I just—that's yeah, that's my plan. I don't, I don't. If they didn't deserve it, I don't want to kill anyone. But we also don't know these people. That's true. I don't know. So why did you enter this game? I entered because I wanted to prove to my dad that I could do it. Because they think that I'm so weak and fragile and that I'm a little girl and that I can't do anything for myself. But I was like, I'm gonna join this game. I will win it fairly and honestly and as benevolently as I could. Um, And and your dad's didn't have objections to that or? Papa had some objections because he thought I couldn't do it, but I know that Daddy thought I could. Um, he thinks I could still, and hopefully I can, because that would suck to die. Um, yeah. But, you know, Papa doesn't really have much, um, I don't know, we don't really talk that much, so I didn't really hear that many objections from him. I'm definitely closer to Daddy, but... Yeah. That's fair. Meanwhile, Bloke and Vass are still having a conversation on the mountain. So, what happened after that? Is he watching the show now, or? What? Oh. Uh, Right. I... No, he's not. Um, I... (sighs) We were the most accomplished fighters in the palace. We no longer train together, really, but... You know, me and Eric, Eric and I were just like the cream of the crop, I guess. We had already been Mm -hmm. training for so long. Um, And then we entered a tournament. I mean, I used to enter lots of tournaments back then. uh, But it was my first tournament to the death. Because usually they would be to first blood. You know, you'd Mm -hmm. have a principal and a second from all the different regions um, and the second could tap in if the principal was ever incapacitated or something and you would just have them duke it out gladiator style. Um, And I was so excited for my first tournament to the death. This is my second, actually. Oh! Um, But... Glad to see you survive the first. (laughs) Uh, yeah, so am I. Um, 
I, um, we, you know, I, I got through the first half of the tournament pretty easily, you know, just smashing fools with my Warhammer, nothing, mm-hmm. nothing difficult. And the new orc sent out this scrawny little sorcerer. Oh, I'm from there. You're from there? New orc. But you're... Uh, are you an orc? I, I'm not an orc. Oh, okay. I'm from I'm from Shore Island. It's close by. Um, I used to commute over there for school. Oh, uh, uh, all right. Mm-hmm. I I used to hop from school to school in New York because um, elves age very very slowly and um like I'm 111 years old and uh orcs age faster than that so I couldn't really like you know. Mm. <laughs> Still, I, I kind of wish I'd gone to normal school, you know, it would have been nice to know more people, <laughs> but I had to focus on my training, obviously, and, you know, it's not a flexible enough curriculum for what I was trying to do. So this this guy from New York, they sent out this, like, scrawny little sorcerer, really, like, one of the smallest orcs I've ever seen. Not, not your size, but, like, uh-huh. close. Okay. Um, and... I I bet Eric $5 that he would be the fastest fight that we would do that day. Um, and I went out and, you know, gave him a couple swings. You know, he was he seemed really easy. And then just as I was correcting from a little bit of a little bit of an overcompensation, I, I don't do that anymore. But he uh, reached out and he grabbed my shoulder and I... <laughs> I haven't felt anything so painful in my entire life. It was like, like. Okay, it's good. Okay. Terrifying. It was like, 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 snakes of energy, like tearing my skin apart. Uh, it was some sort of spell. I don't know. And my vision started blurring at the edges. And he drew this knife, and I realized that I was seeing the moment right before I was going to die. Uh, oh. And then I fainted uh, from the... I mean, it hurt quite a bit. But um, obviously I'm not dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I woke up in the medical tent and my dad was there and I asked him why I was still alive. And he said that Eric, who was my second, had tapped in. And oh. I left the tent. I was running back towards the back towards the tournament and I heard the bell that signaled the end of a match and I tried to think that maybe he'd won and then I saw that he hadn't I'm um I'm so sorry it's fine. It's fine. It happens in my line of work. I, I ran forward and I, um, I I took him in my in my hands and he said that he'd written me something. He said he'd written me a letter and it was in his dorm room and I should go get it after the tournament was over. Um, I... I, I don't remember too much after that. It kind of gets 
hazy. I must have walked back to the palace at some point, but um, my my dad was already there. <laughs> um, apparently someone had videotaped me cradling Eric's head in my lap and it already had like 4,000 views on ViewCube uh, by the time uh, the sun had set. And so he was pretty mad at me. Um, and when I walked in, he was holding Eric's letter, uh, standing in front of the fireplace. <laughs> and oh. he was pretty mad. <sighs> he, he... said that... He said that he was going to burn it, and I, God, I couldn't, I couldn't think of anything better to say. I said that I couldn't read, and that Eric oh. had been covering for me this entire time, and that I, it was okay to give me the letter because I wouldn't, you know, it, it, it wouldn't do anything because I couldn't read it. It would be fine. Mm -hmm. um, Wait, so you actually can read, or? I, yeah, a little. Mm -hmm. I mean... I, I wouldn't call myself Billy Shivermace or whatever, but like, you know, it didn't work. Oh. Unfortunately, my dad said that if I couldn't read it, then I should just burn it. You know, it oh, wouldn't God. matter. Just throw it into the fire. He said that I didn't want to know what was in it, that it would make everything more difficult and that I should, you know, forget about Eric, become the hero I was being held back from. And so I did. I tossed it in. Of course, that isn't that isn't really how it worked. I I I started seeing him, like like seeing like Eric just standing places. Whenever I tried to you know make a move on one of the courtier's daughters that my dad tried to set me up with, and then I I started seeing him like other places like just like sitting in the great hall or sleeping in the library or watching me spot at fighting practice. <sighs> Every time I looked again, he was gone, but still the fact that he was watching me made me sloppy. And there, there was one day when someone hit me with a spear in the same place that the sorcerer got me right here on my shoulder. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, it hasn't, it hasn't really been right since. Oh. <laughs> That's what the pauldron is for, mm -hmm. so I can't get hurt there again. I do you I, see him here. No, actually, I haven't. I haven't seen him since I got here, which is oh. nice. I I thought it might help, you know, just being away from familiar places. But I I can't stop feeling weird about it. It's bothering me, you know. <sighs> I feel. I guess guilty or, or something. It, it wasn't your fault. It... I, I know it wasn't. It's just, you know. It's like you said, things happen in your line of work. Um, people disappear. You see them around. Then they disappear. Then you meet new people. It's Yeah. I mean, it's just... It happens. Fighting partners are there, and then they're not. And then it's okay. But I, I really felt like the, the best way to make myself feel better about the whole thing was to win a big contest like this, you know? Mm -hmm. Prove that I, I... I guess I don't need him in order to... 
be successful. And I guess if I lose, I, I, I won't have to think about him anymore. At the same time, Dickie has just finished explaining the diagram in Cal's book. All right. I think I'm going to check it out at the library. Well, uh, the Jimmy said that you don't have to check it out because knowledge is free in this library. So we can just walk out with Cal it. Cal looks horrified. And he says, but the, the transaction, how do they, this isn't sustainable. Well, it's knowledge and it's also magic. Um, we're on an island, a murder island. I don't think many things here are sustainable. In fact, the styrofoam cups that we had ice cream in earlier and the <laughs> cheesecake, not very sustainable for the environment. I don't know where they're putting all this. I mean, no, 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 no. I don't care about the environment. Oh. Just as a business practice. Oh, uh, I... But at the very least, it's not lucrative. Mm. Well, it is a library. Libraries are not big money raker sinners. They don't rake, raker in. They don't rake in the the dollar dollar bills, yo. All right, now he's speaking a language that a cow can understand. He like visibly relaxes. Thank you, I guess. Uh, Cal just stabs Dickie. Cal just straight up murders Dickie right now. He stabbed a bunch of times? Stabs okay. Just stabs him? Just No, no I'm just kidding. Dickie goes, well, well, since we are, you know, alone. And Cal freaks out of this. He's like, are you, was that, was that a code? Uh, no, no, we're quite literally alone. We are, we are alone in this library. Cal is simultaneously relieved and more nervous. I was thinking we could uh, do something, and he winks at Cal. Cal's charismatic. Like, his charisma is not bad, but not in the way of, like, general people interactions. It's in, like, <laughs> reading what people want out of a business deal. So I think mm -hmm. he, he takes one look at this whole scene playing out in front of him, and he is like, oh, oh, Betsy. Heavens to Betsy. He kind of just stands there, and I think his mouth falls open, and he just, words might look like they're trying to come out, but no, nothing is being produced by his vocal cords at the moment. And and Dickie goes, well, well, I was thinking that maybe we could practice, you know, just going at it with each other. Maybe maybe we can wait until we get back to the mansion, of course. We don't want to, like, you know, do it out in the open, but we could just kind of go for it. He fumbles with the book for a second, like he almost drops it, and he goes, uh, this is very forward. Well, I, I mean, it is murdering. I, I would hope that I would, I could be straightforward about that. I don't want you to get any mixed messages about, you know, what we would be doing. I think Cal just buries his face in his hands. He like puts the book down on like whatever table or shelf is nearby, and he just buries his face in his hands, and he kind of takes a deep breath, and when he puts his hands back down, his face is still red, and he picks up the book, and he goes, yes, that's a good idea. All right, perfect, it's a plan. And at the mention of a plan, Cal perks up a little bit, and he goes, a business plan? Sure, I mean, um, it's a business plan. Well, a then, date, even. He didn't let me finish. As a player, I really would have liked it if Cal were able to just end this off with, let's get down to business, but... I, as as a as a character, no, I think after that he can't say anything. 
He's speechless. Back on the island, Bass has just finished telling his story. Bloke has finished. He kind of like leans against him and is silent for a little bit. Traumatizes this boy with his dark backstory that he doesn't realize is a dark backstory. Wow. I mean, it's it's fine. I don't. You're I don't not gonna lose. Talking. You're not gonna die. I I mean I I might. You're I'm, not. I'm glad I project that aura, but I I am aware of the possibility. That's part of being a good fighter is knowing knowing enough to know when you're threatened. Everyone is threatened all the time, and we all know that. But you can't just you can't just be like me and just go ahead thinking that you're gonna lose. That's just you have so much confidence in yourself, and I feel like that's just, just, right. just please keep that there. I I I mean, it's not going anywhere <laughs> anytime soon. Don't worry. He uh, he puts an arm around bloke. Are you feeling okay? You seem a little, like, sad. Are you all right? Um, your story was pretty sad. <laughs> I, I mean, it wasn't that. I mean, it, it, it was distressing at the time, but it was just, like, a fighting buddy. No. Uh, no. <laughs> that, that happens all the time in my line of work. You make a friend with someone, and then the next day they're not there. But... It's... It's something... But you were in love with him. It's it's different. I, I, I wasn't. <sighs> I mean, what's, what's love supposed to even feel like? I mean, every time I've tried to fall in love with someone, it always feels just so... You can't try to do it. What do you mean? I feel like the fact that he was the one person around which you really... You didn't really have to try in, in your stories... Um, that, that kind of shows that that was kind of the real deal. It's not like winning a fight or something. It's it's not something that you you have that much mental control over. Oh, that's, I mean... Which is why it's so much harder than fighting, I guess, but... Are you, are you saying that everyone I can talk to straightforwardly and honestly without worrying about how I'm presenting myself is someone I'm in love with? No. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how many people you can do that with, but I, I think it's a good start. I don't, I don't know. I mean, oh, man. I, I don't think he was in, in love. Even if I did feel anything for him, I feel like he probably didn't like me that much. I mean, I was very, very mean to him a lot of the time. <laughs> Every time I tried to talk to him about it, even in private, he would just be like, I'm tired or like, want to go to the armory? And I would, it would just never, it would never come up. You both were also in such a strange environment that, that I've got to say, it's, it's, it's not like even if you recognized it, even if you were dating and we're publicly dating that that wouldn't be a thing we were not yeah yeah but even hypothetically if you if it was a mutual understanding and you were you wouldn't be because of your dad fucking sucks man no he he's one of the, he's one of the greatest adventurers of his generation he you know he he gave me this whole talk about all the sacrifices that he's had to make for the price bloodline and like i i get it 
right? Like I can't have everything I want. Not if I want to live up to his example. I mean, no, I'm, go for it. Get everything you want. You fully can have everything you want in life. But if you go out with the mindset of knowing you can't have everything you want in life, then, then you won't get shit. You've, you've got to live like that. That's your motive. Is right. But, but, but it's about wanting the right things. What, what, what I want is like fame, power, glory. I, I want people to write songs about me. It's not, it's not very priced to be like, I, I, I want this boy to smile at me. Well, there's different levels of wants. You don't have to not want fame, power, glory if you want a boy to smile at you. I feel like those can go hand in hand. According to my dad. Well, your dad's wrong. I, I'm, he was not He was not a fan of Quigley, and I think, I mean, I don't know. I care about Quigley. He was not the nicest. He was not the most responsible person I've ever mm -hmm. met. And my dad kept using him as, you know, an example, like, oh, you don't want to end up like your brother. And I, I, I think he was, you know, mm. you know, I mean, but King Toe and King Ziglet seem so happy together. Yeah, and they have fame and power and they smile at each other. That's honestly, isn't that the dream? Don't you want to be a king? Yeah. Do you want to be a king? Oh man, I would love to be a king. <laughs> oh. Famous, powerful boy. I mean, people <laughs> smiling at me. I maybe maybe that's how I'd live forever. If I was a king, I bet I could, you know, get get someone to find a holy object yeah, exactly. or something. With, with another king who also is living forever. That's true. Yeah. Well, if I was a king, then my dad can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I'm not. I'm just one of the greatest and most powerful adventurers in my generation. <laughs> so I have to work my way up to it, you know? You know, I'm, I'm very glad to hear this. You're not going to tell anyone, yeah? No, no, I'm not. I'm not going to tell anyone. All right. I mean, I... I appreciate you listening. Most people don't listen to me. I appreciate you telling me. I mean... That's like Pat's bloke once or twice. bloke is like, I didn't know you could do that with the chimneys. That's interesting. I, I mean, I know that my dad watches this show every single week. He, uh, he sends me voice memos oh. with his reactions. Well, what's he said so far? He said, uh, get off your ass and go kill like <laughs> Obviously, it's screened by Jimmy so that I don't hear things that I'm not supposed to hear about, you know, hmm. other people's oh, content. I was wondering if he had any good tips for me or something. <laughs> I, I mean, not not really. Does he talk about me? I, I think he called you... Uh, I, I think he may have called you an annoying little pixie boy. Yeah, that... uh, or maybe it's an annoying little pretty boy. Oh, I'm, I'm not oh, sure. I love being called but... a pretty boy, even when it's like as an insult. I, I, I can never perceive it as an insult. I mean, like, oh, you think I'm pretty, but, <laughs> but, uh, that's seems on brand for your dad, from what I've heard of your dad. Bass will remember that. I mean, it wasn't very nice. But, oh, I mean, after what you did today, I would hope that he 
I mean, although it was magic, he doesn't like magic very much. <sighs> Don't worry about him. He's not he's not your responsibility. Yeah, I'm not worried about him at all. I especially don't want him to know that I was dating, well, that I was being friends with Eric <laughs> basically right yeah. under his nose. And I I don't want him to know I was lying to him because that's like tenant number four. Like that's a big thing. Yeah, I'll make sure to continue believing that you cannot read. So thank you. Everyone looks at me and they're like, oh, beautiful. He's he looks away quickly and he's like, uh, what? No. Oh, okay. yeah. I, I, people think I'm yeah. say a little slow. So I think I, I think just leaning into that might be useful in the future. You know, maybe maybe my next target is gonna be like, oh ha ha, I'm gonna write my password to my room mm-hmm. outside of it. Gas can't read, and I'll be like, oh, <laughs> but you did not know. I can read four-letter words and sometimes five-letter words. Yeah, if you ever need any more help with killing people or things, just let me know. I I feel like we make a good team. It's really nice to um, murder people with you. I, I would do it again in a heartbeat. We can do it again. I imagine we will. This is also very nice. Just it's It's been a while since um, I had someone to talk to like this, so... Oh, didn't you have friends in, in New York? I mean, like, they, they were friends, but it was always, they were all, like, acquaintances. I didn't have any close, close, like, anyone that I, I don't know would tell me this stuff. It was more of a professional relationship, but. That, that sucks. I mean, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure you'll make many more on the island yeah this island is really nice i'm I'm enjoying it and not just because i'm no longer haunted by the ghost of my dead partner in fighting yeah sometimes you forget you have responsibilities when you're just here so i i guess i am here because of my responsibilities and trying to earn fame and fortune and it is it is a little bit of a of a world away yeah furthest i've ever been from my home actually Oh, this is not the furthest I've been from my home. Um, I, again, I travel a lot, so. What, where's the furthest place you've traveled to? Oh, wow. I mean, there is this, oh, God. Well, it, it doesn't really exist anymore. Um, I don't know. There, there was this very nice town that looked Almost a lot like this. Lots of nature. That was pretty far from home because my my I, I live in Short Island. Um, I commute a lot to New York. It's a lot of like big cities and stuff like that, which is fun. But it was I don't know. It was the first time I I'd, I'd seen somewhere just so peaceful and people are just enjoying each other's presence. And that was kind of it. They were just living for each other and for like the pursuit of knowledge and to me that was like very strange at the time now i don't know i i feel like like in another life somewhere like i could have a life like that i could just be in one place i could have like a nice boy i could just 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 that sounds that sounds so nice but at the same time i could never why not i i would have nothing to do with my life i feel like it would be terrible to also just be in one place at one time and just just i don't know just waste away you know like, I feel like I wouldn't be living up to my potential and everything I could do in life, but... Same. I mean, 
a lot of my ancestors have died very, very young. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not, not because of heart disease or anything <laughs> like that. I'd say we have chronic bravery. I mean, I, I always kind of hated the idea of settling down like my dad. He like looks over his shoulder to make sure there's no cameras, even though we can never see the cameras. It's, it's less so settling down for me. It's like settling down, but as a nobody in a way. Huh. So you feel like if you did achieve your pot- potential, you'd, you'd just find a nice place and hang out there? Well, or, or I would be having a good time doing whatever I was doing in whatever place I was with someone that I loved. But I, I, I don't think I would necessarily be ready to immediately just find some place and hang out there. I just feel like... It's nice to entertain the notion that somewhere in another timeline, I'm just hanging out there. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. It, I mean, it sucks that it's no longer there, though. Did it, like, flood? Was it... Oh, I mean, like, it was just, like, a long, long time ago. It's like things move around, places get built on top of other places. Entire towns? Like New York, for example, is like a pretty old um, city that that's been there for a while. But like other places, they used to be smaller places. Now they're bigger places. Now they're. I guess I haven't lived long enough to see to see that that much of places being replaced by other places. I also haven't gone <laughs> enough place. Oh, I imagine you learn a lot. Yeah, I'm glad to be here, though. But. Hopefully I don't die. After 111 years, I feel like that'd be quite, be a little anticlimactic. Yeah. I mean, why'd you even enter this anyway if you... I don't know. I, I kind of want financial independence for my family. Like right now, I'm, I'm mostly living at my mom's place and going to school in New York. I kind of want to settle down, maybe start a life in Little Boyville is what I directly put on my application. Little <laughs> Boyville! <laughs> It just dies immediately. It's just pretty boys there, but it, it's very expensive considering like a lot of people who live there are like influencers and things like that because, oh, yeah. That's fair. I haven't even thought about the prize money. You'd spend it on little on li, li, little Boyville? Yeah. I feel like it would be nice. What about you? I've always been sort of planning on going out on like a, a good campaign you know, like like my grandfather's mm. famous like anti undead mm. campaigns, the sort of thing people write poems and stories about that sort of thing. So maybe I might use that for like, you know, traveling money. Yeah. Uh, I I need, I mean, I I need quite a bit of things for that. Becoming king money. So. Becoming king yeah. money. If I, I mean, I I. I don't think King Toe is a bad person. He was really nice to me. I don't know. I wouldn't want to depose King Toe. Would I want to depose King Toe? This is like the first time he's having this thought. He's like, I mean, I'm, it's not like he's doing anything being king. He's not doing anything. I mean, I I might be a better one. Yeah. You would probably be a better one. Huh. I'm, I'm glad we sent Jimmy away. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I assume that you would also want to be king and like we'd have to like fight over it or something. But I am also not about that because that's the end result of the island as well. So yeah. I, I'm just, just going to do my do best and you do your best and hopefully we'll get killed by other people.
I think they finished their picnic lunch by now. Like they're it's just like a bunch of apple cores. Bass has been compulsively peeling this orange. Like there's little bits of orange, like actual flesh. Like he's just peeled it down in a spiral and then gone back up again and then goes down again. Let's let's head home maybe because I I mean we're both covered in blood. We are both covered in blood. That's true. Yes. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Tumblr at Zigglesany Murder Mania and Twitter at ZZMM Pod and subscribe to never miss an episode. I mean, all right. I don't know what the legal team is doing, but it seems like there should be a few more disclaimers here. I mean, do they really want to? They definitely need an uncreative uncommon license for this if they really want to make any money off of it. I don't know what the managers of this show are doing. <laughs>